In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's simply lovely to notice the convergence of concerns in, in the day's scripture readings. We have Jesus establishing himself in Capernaum, in Galilee of the Gentiles, a place where there was once darkness, but it's going to be the outbreak of light for the whole world. And then he goes and he begins to call disciples to himself that he will instruct and train to be the bearers of light into the world. Next week, our lectionary will take us to the Beatitudes, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, where he talks about the light, the life that is the light that is to go out into the world. And the week after that, right after the Beatitudes, he'll take us to the... the the lectionary will take us to where Jesus talks about us being a city set on a hill, light for the world, challenging us not to put our lamp under a bushel, but to let it shine so the world can see it. And then you have Paul. Paul, who has been a convert to the light, recognizing that it's in Jesus that Israel's call to be a light to the nations is to be fulfilled, and he's gone into Gentile territory to let that light shine. And he has founded a church in Corinth, and one of the original disciples that Jesus had called, Peter, has come, and he has ministered to them as well. And he should be writing a great celebration of how the light is shedding, but it's like is, is, is being shed abroad through these, through these different refractions of that light and people like himself and like Peter. But instead, he writes, I appeal to you by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it's been reported to me that there were quarrels among you quarrels among you, brothers and sisters. And some of you are saying, well, I'm of Peter. He's one of the originals. I'm of, I'm of Apollos. He's one of the intellectuals. And I'm of Paul. He's the founder. And there are some of you, I'm of Jesus. I'm just above it all. It's like, what, what must he have seen to just to just give him such animus to write so heatedly and so passionately. So, I don't know, maybe it was like he was watching Fox and CNN the last few days. And just watching people just with such bitterness and animosity towards one another and not finding any way to have any common ground. And he's saying, well, okay, maybe he would say if he were here today, you know, we can expect people walking in darkness to just be doing this ping pong. Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, back and forth and back and forth and just yelling at each other and being so angry with each other. But he says, that's the way it works in the dark. But in the light, in the light, we have a common purpose. 
and a common mind. And there's a way in which the enormity of the light that Jesus is can be refracted through different lenses and yet come out as beautiful, not ugly, not the ugliness that I'm seeing in Corinth. And so it's a good time for us to pause and, and ask, how is it that we can be genuinely appreciative of the different kind of call that a Paul would have to preach the Christ, to preach the cross, because there's the power of God for salvation, and at the same time, to appreciate the kind of sacramental ministry of baptism that would get associated more with the Peter as history goes on. And the ministry of uh, a high intellectual approach to the faith, that the eloquent wisdom that an Apollos would bring from northern Egypt. And, and then you'll notice that Jesus calls Andrew and James. Aim, this James doesn't live past the New Testament. He is the first martyr of the church. And Andrew lives beyond the life of the New Testament long enough to become like the patron of much of the Orthodox Church and the Church of Scotland, and his symbol is, is above us, martyred like James and like Peter, both of whom asked, according to what we're told, not to be crucified in the same fashion as their Lord, but on, on one hand upside down and another an X shape, the way of martyrdom. So there's, there's the, the light refracted through a Paul who wants to make sure that we understand it's justification by faith because of the cross and the cross alone. The kind of ministry that a Peter would have, holding the keys of the kingdom, including the power of the baptismal administration of the sacraments. The way of Apollos, who goes so that Christians can be able to speak to the cultured elite of their day. The way of Andrew and the way of James. The way of suffering and the way of martyrdom. And John also is called here, John, the apostle of love, the apostle of mystery, the apostle of the vision of the heavens being opened in the book of Revelation, and us being able to see the, the, the wonder and the majesty of the heavenly court at worship. And one could easily understand how a rich tradition like that of the Orthodox with a capital O tradition would emerge, seeking to embody that mystic vision of John with us worshiping with the saints of heaven. And we could see how a rich tradition of Christian intellectualism would, would emerge in the strain of Apollos. We could see readily how a, a rich tradition of an orderly church 
that oversees the sacramental gift of God coming to wash, to cleanse, and to feed his people would emerge and grow in the line of Peter. And we can readily appreciate how a rich tradition and heritage of saying, but we must always understand that at the center of it is the truth of Jesus Christ's once-for-all death that nothing of this can earn for us that we can only receive as a gift of God's grace. And we can also appreciate the voice of those among us. We, we, we always have to appreciate the voice of the martyrs, those who say, I will go to the streets and I will tell the good news of Jesus Christ and I will seek to represent the God of justice, the God of mercy, the God of hope, and I will speak truth to power no matter if it costs me my life. And we always need the voice of the one who will say, I am of Christ. It's always, it's always about being drawn to him and not letting anything draw us away from it. I've inhabited this skin long enough to be fairly well aware of what I bring to the table. And I'm pretty well aware of what I don't bring to the table. And I think that there's a, there, is a, there is a common light that is supposed to be refracted through me to come out one hue. And it makes me aware that I really need the light to be refracted through the hue that's you. Or to be refracted, that was weird. To be refracted through you and to come out in, the, in, in the, a different hue, but somewhere else on the band. And together, there's a beauty that none of us has all by ourselves. I can't tell you how grateful I am to be here with you, to be, to be with an amazing team of clergy with really different gifts, really different perspectives, really different calls, but a call together. And a chapter call to think about what the Lord is calling us to in this community. And with guilds who just come and they, they just do their thing, whether it's the flower guild or the altar guild, the ushers, and, and, and like Angel just going and sit before the 8 o'clock service, he was sitting with Tim across the street, just hanging out and talking, showing the love of Jesus Christ. To be with, with some of you that are like more intellectual than I am, some of you who are more theologically precise than I am, some of you who are like, go take it to the streets more than I am. And there's, I just, okay, it's like, I love playing baseball. I played baseball through college, and I was a catcher. And I knew that I couldn't pitch. I knew that I couldn't chase down balls in center field. Now they put the slow guy behind the plate. Yeah, some of my best stories about baseball are my adventures on the base paths. 
because I would just find myself in the most awkward positions getting picked off because I just didn't, I didn't have an awareness for the base paths and I didn't have the speedy legs. But I was called to be behind the plate, to work, to work the heads of these loco pitchers, to know when it was time to throw a, to, to ask him to throw a fastball high and tight or a Uncle Charlie curveball low and away. It was my job and an honor to get in the dirt and not let his bad pitches get to the backstop. I love playing on a team. And I love being me and realizing that others on the team made me better just because they weren't me. And just because I'm who I am, I make them better as well. And that's what Paul, that's what Paul wants to see among the Corinthians. And that's what I love seeing here. And it's what I love about the process that I've seen in the last year and change is you all have sought to love one another and my my desire in a world that is very dark and getting only more confused and more angry and more anxious that you and I come to prize one another and lift up together the one light of the world, Jesus Christ. And give honor to the voices among us that champion the faith and honor the voices that champion sacramental reality, that honor the voices among us who champion the heart of the martyrs. who championed the mystic vision of our being connected with the saints from of old and the saints who are up in heaven now rejoicing and worshiping the Lamb. And may the light of Jesus Christ, refracted in all the wonderful hues that, that each of you represent, may his light be gorgeous in this community. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we could ask or even think to ask, to him be the glory in Christ Jesus and in the church now and forever. Amen.